Good morning. It's December 19th. It is a bright and appropriately cold December morning in New York. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The long-anticipated volcanic eruption in southwestern Iceland finally arrived last night, making for a perfect little news event, with lots of photos and videos of vividly glowing magma in the dark. And with the nearest town safely evacuated, and no accompanying burst of volcanic ash that would threaten to delay your transpolar cargo shipments as the holiday closes in. Good work by Iceland to give us something interesting to talk about and look at, without any real looming horrors behind it. On the front of this morning's New York Times, 57% of people polled disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of the Israel-Gaza conflict, and only 33% approve, although voters' answers were divided on the question of what course of action they would approve of. The Times writes, a narrow plurality of voters, 44%, said Israel should stop its military campaign to protect against civilian casualties, already totaling nearly 20,000 people killed, according to Gaza health authorities. A similar number, 39%, advised the opposite course. Israel should continue its military campaign, even if it means civilian casualties in Gaza mount. The next question, though, suggests that the polling might not have been ideal. The results, the Times writes, were nearly identical, no matter whether respondents were given Israel's objective as securing the release of all hostages, with stopping the war, meaning hostages may stay in captivity, or as wiping out Hamas, with stopping meaning that Hamas may not be eradicated. That seems like a funny way to load the question, given that the Israeli military, in pursuing the war, just shot three unarmed hostages while they were waving a white flag, and given the general understanding everywhere outside of Israel's command structure that the indiscriminate bombardment of two million people and the slaughter of tens of thousands among them, is extremely unlikely to buy Israel a future free of violent militant opposition. Down at the bottom of page one comes the news that researchers have found that chimpanzees and bonobos can recognize the faces of other chimps or bonobos that they haven't seen in years. One bonobo, the piece says, recognized a face after 26 years, a record for facial memory beyond our species. This is another one of those animal behavior and cognition results That depends for its impact on how absurd our baseline assumptions about other animals have always been. Of course, social apes are going to remember who the other social apes are. It would be much, much weirder if they were stumbling through the world in a constant state of amnesia, having to relearn who the good ones and the bad ones were. It also seems kind of tragic that these captive bonobos and chimps are sitting around with a store of long-lost acquaintances whom they haven't seen in years. The 26-year span, for instance, was achieved by a 46-year-old bonobo named Louise when she was shown pictures of the sister and nephew with whom she had lived at the San Diego Zoo in the 90s. The piece also reports that the apes spent a little more time looking at the faces of animals they once had positive experiences with. Seems like now that you've done the eye-tracking studies on them and gotten your data, it would be nice to let them have a little reunion, wouldn't it? On the back of the front section, the Times reports that the work to remove the giant Confederate memorial from Arlington National Cemetery was suspended shortly after it started on the orders of a federal judge, ostensibly out of concern that the environmental impact and the risk to surrounding headstones had not been properly assessed, which even in the very cynical history of the use of environmental review provisions to stop things stands out as especially cynical, although the Times, out of weird deference to the same procedural formalities that the Confederate sympathizers are calling on, did not even bother to report who the judge in question was or what president had appointed them, The answer from the Washington Post turns out to be that the judge is District Judge Rossi D. Alston, Jr., and Wikipedia supplies the information that he was appointed by President Donald Trump. That is the news.
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.